Hey, this is Mark. And this is Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. All right, Mark. The faithful day has come and gone. Oh. And we're a little bit behind schedule, like we yeah, talked about in our last episode. Right. It was a busy month. But I did get to go see it in theaters. Yes. Damn near opening night, opening day. I didn't get to go Thursday night like I normally would. But that's what happens when you have a two-month-old. Oh, yeah. I got to go see it on uh, that Saturday in good company. Yeah. So it was great. How good company? Very good company. Yeah, I did, so, too. Yeah. I did too. It was good times. Yeah, I got to throw popcorn at somebody, so that was always oh, fun. Oh, Harry, Harry was sitting right below now. me, so I got to throw popcorn at him. <laughs> it was always good times. Great. Rise of Skywalker. We got to go see it in theaters. Yes. I'm just gonna say right here, right now, I enjoyed the movie. I absolutely did. I'm yes, gonna get I did that too. out of the way, and I'm also gonna get out of the way that I do not care what other Star Wars fans thinks because of the fact that they are the most toxic group of people that have ever existed. I will agree with that. And the reason is, is and I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, the reason I think they're so toxic is because everybody has grown up with Star Wars. Yeah. Absolutely everybody. Whether you grew up with the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy or now the sequel trilogy. Correct. As they're coming out, everybody gets the preconceived notion of how these movies should go. Right. Except the prequel trilogy because we all knew where that was going to end yeah, up. So why you throw a fit about that, I will never know. George Lucas is George Lucas. He's going to do what George Lucas does. That's neither here nor there. Everybody had their own preconceived notion of how these movies should go or how they end. And if they did not get their way, they threw oh, an they threw absolute fit. bitch fit. Yes, they Which, did. to me, is the most asinine thing. Right. Because you are getting movies in a franchise that has been going on for 42 years. You should just be happy that we're getting these movies anymore. Yes. And they're not just slapped together. They're 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 well thought out. There are some holes. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Well, especially but in there's this holes one. in everything. Yeah. Uh, but they're well thought out. They're well done. They did a great job with the visuals and this this movie was stunning. Oh, it was by far the most beautiful <laughs> Star Wars movie ever made. JJ <laughs> Abrams and his cinematographer, which I will look up his name here shortly. They blew it out of oh, the water. And we oh, even gosh. said that when the trailer dropped. Right, right. We knew that was going to be the case. Yes. I, I was not ready for the absolute just beautiful visuals that this movie brought to the table. Yeah. It, it also brought to the table some of the best fan service I have ever seen in a Star Wars movie. And the fact that people were throwing a fit that there was this much fan service... Is insane. Oh, it's ridiculous. Because this is... Okay, so Isn't this, this movie was built... that what we look for? I mean, yes... Yeah. Can it, is it predictable? Somewhat. But is it what we want? Yeah. Why are you complaining about what you want? I wouldn't say it was entirely predictable. predictable? Some, no. some of those. Some of them some, were. Yeah, it blew my mind. I was like, great. And I loved being the only person in the theater who was like, oh, damn. And yeah. I was like, wait, you, you guys didn't, you didn't get, you didn't, you didn't that's Wedge. That? That's yeah. Wedge and Tilly's. <laughs> but I, this movie is going to be hard to talk about in a certain sense because. You have such conflicting things, and people are so divisive on it. It's it's going to be hard to touch on all aspects of it. But like I, you said, here's the thing: I think they screwed it. themselves. They had no choice, but I think they screwed themselves when they build it as the end of the Skywalker saga, right? Because you just set the bar way, way too high. goddamn high. Yeah, like it is up there, and you're not going to reach it. And now Abrams is one of the most competent directors out there. Right. He's really bar none. There's few directors that can stand toe to toe with him. Christopher Nolan, Tarantino being some of the people that are in his caliber. Correct. He did what he could. Favreau. And yeah. Favreau, yeah, you can't forget Favreau. Uh, he did what he could. And because of the backlash to Last Jedi, because of the backlash to certain parts of The Force Awakens, you know, Force Awakens had the, it's so much like 
New Hope. Why are you just repeating yes. trends here? Yeah, I agree. And then Last Jedi, who went off kilter and said, okay, let's do it this way. They backlash saying, oh, this is not what I wanted. Luke's such an asshole. Why would this happen? That's not my Luke Skywalker. And then this one, they kind of felt that, uh, you kind of got the sense that they felt they needed to back up on a few things. Right. And kind of get what the people they want. And if this movie is anything, it is a fan service movie. It is. I mean, you brought back Palpatine, which... Knowing what I know now, I wish with everything in me, when that first trailer dropped at D23, was it D23 or was it Star Wars Celebration? It was Star Wars Celebration. They would not have shown Ian McDermott and shown, said that Palpatine's coming back. They right. should have saved that. Nobody would have been any of the wiser. Right. They would have thought Kylo Ren was doing some crazy, crazy ass stuff. shit. And then when you yes. went to see that in theaters, you would have been like, what the fuck? Where did this exactly. come from? And even then, people are still saying that because it never really fully got explained how Palpatine came back. Came back. But do you really need it to? Do you honestly need it to? I didn't need it to. No. I didn't need it to. Hindsight, it would have been nice. Yeah. That was the only thing. I didn't need it to be explained in the movie because it was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And, you know, I understand, you know, he's hooked to all these life-giving machines. Yeah. He's got his consciousness, but he's... he had, the he's dead eyes. Oh, yeah, he was decayed. The dead eyes gave it the whole feel of... He's just, this is a shell of, he's operating it. It's not really a living body. No. He's just a consciousness exuding through this shell. Yeah. So Absolutely. Well, for me, particularly, I didn't need the explanation. Because yeah. having watched all the Star Wars movies, there are always gaps yeah. in the story. There just yeah, there is. It's a, it, it comes with the territory of having had a franchise span 42 years with sequels mm-hmm. and trilogies being 10 to 20 years apart from each other. It's just the nature of the beast. You're going to have those gaps. Right. Which you shouldn't because you had so long to do it, but it just happens. Right. That being said, there are certain things in the Star Wars universe that people are just like, oh, yeah, that's 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 that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah. Like Leia being Luke's sister. That was thought of because how are we going to top Luke, I am your father? That was not in the plans until last minute by right. Lucas. That's it just exactly wasn't. It. Because Palpatine was at it the last minute. Doesn't mean that they can't make it work. And for me, they kind of did make it work. I, I didn't need to be sold on the fact that Snoke was a puppet. You kind of got that right, you feeling got that idea. from the get-go. Yes, did. I, it did not blow my mind that Palpatine had been in Ren's head the whole time being Darth Vader's voice. Every time, yes. It, just all, none of, it, it all made sense when they kind of put it together that way. Mm-hmm. Now, my biggest gripe with this movie, and you and I have talked about this extensively after we both saw it, was the pacing. Right. I feel it was a rushed movie. I also feel that, like Batman v Superman, you should have made it a three-hour cut. You I just should have. So. This movie, Endgame got three hours. Yeah. It deserved it. It was a culmination of a 10-year story mm-hmm. with, what was it, 23 films total at yeah. the time? Yes. With including Endgame. It deserved that three-hour runtime. This being a 42-year-long run, story, you've got to give it that respect. That, yes, you absolutely did. And I feel... That because like Batman v Superman, it was missing scenes. It was cut. It I was agree. missing scenes. They tried to streamline as much as possible, and it felt choppy. It did up feel until choppy. a certain point, about halfway mark, when they were on the planet trying to get C three PO's mind wiped. It felt choppy. Right. Once they hit that point, it really hit its stride, and it felt like a complete story. I feel like they needed right. to get to that point before they could really slow down and kind of enjoy the story as it is. Mm-hmm. I also think that they should release an extended cut. Absolutely, I Disney would. Will. Disney would I, be smart to do that because yeah. you're gonna get your monies out of. Hey, we know we rushed some of this. 
here's the extended cut. Here's what Abrams originally had. Because they, they went through a lot of rewrites. I mean, right. I can't imagine the anxiety Abrams had thinking, this fandom's going to fucking kill me. They yeah. are going to kill me. Yeah. It's like, you know, they and they did. They, you know, in a lot of ways, they're not, they're not killing them as bad as what they, you know, well, say as, they are. Well, it's not as bad what they did to Rian Johnson. Exactly. And plus, the, the dollars are bearing out. That they're, the fan base is not killing them as much. Not as much as the predecessors yeah, made. Exactly. But I think there was a lot of animosity because of The Last Jedi. And because of the fact that this... Which surprised me because the last two got really high ratings on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. This one was sitting at like a 56 yeah. last I looked at it. Oh, very, yeah. Because it was such a divisive movie. And I have people that I trust when it comes to movies that said they did not like it. Exactly. Which is fair. You know what? Right. You gave it a fair shot. And the guy that I talked to actually said he was going to go back and give it another shot because yeah. he feel that gonna watch he may have judged it too quickly. But the person, uh, my brother, who I thought was going to be the harshest critic on it, actually enjoyed it. And he is really? a diehard Star Wars fan. So yeah. I was dreading talking to him about it. Yeah. And I, he came over, brought my son to his first Christmas gifts. And I, I hesitantly asked him, I was like, what did you think? And he goes, Oh, I liked it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. I don't have to sit here and hear you go on and on and on yeah. about this. <laughs> about what happened. But I feel that they did They did backtrack on a few things. They did. Kind of. But at the same time, it's like, everybody threw a bitch fit. Probably the same people that threw a bitch fit about Luke not being Luke in The Last Jedi. All of a sudden, now Luke is Mr. Helpful in Rise of Skywalker. Right. But to me, that makes sense story-wise because he learned the error of his ways Waste. in Last Jedi. Exactly. I agree. And then, you know, like, the big scene was when he raised his X-Wing out of the water. But like, oh, that's cheesy. That's stupid. I'm like, no, that's actually beautiful because he struggled with that in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a knowing nod to the fans. Like, yes, this is how far Luke come. As a right. Force ghost... He is able to pull his X-wing out and do something he never could before. I agree. Well, not before, but as but as, 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 as what we've seen in the movies, things like that. Yeah. The only thing that bothered me in the movie was some of the last parts, last scenes, the fight with Palpatine. You had Ray fighting desperately not to kill Palpatine because then it would take his soul would embody her. Would well, he, her body she couldn't kill him her. out of anger. Right. Because then the Sith spirits that were inside Palpatine. Right. The big point was all the Sith were inside Palpatine. Exactly. Which was crazy, but I'm down. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, you you sit back and you go, okay, he ends up dying. But he ends up dying, like you said, out of his own anger and out of her defensiveness. And I really didn't want him to kill Kylo. Really didn't want him to that. Okay, so that within itself is, I was sad. I was yeah. sad when Ben died. It wasn't Kylo Ren that died. Right. It was Ben Solo that died. Because exactly. ben, ben got redeemed. He got exactly. he had his Anakin moment. Exactly. And what was really cool, and if you really pay attention, when ben, when Kylo got stabbed and Rey healed him, his scar yeah. disappeared across disappeared. his face. He was totally healed. And then he had the most brilliant scene with Ford. Harrison Ford came right. back as Han. And just kind of like part of Kylo's imagination where they had their dialogue. They had their father-son moment finally. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren was dead. And right. Ben Solo was like, I was pissed knowing the fact that this was the end of the Skywalker saga and you took Ben Solo away. You Return of the Jedi had one of the happiest endings. That's why mm-hmm. it's my favorite Star Wars movie at the time because gotcha. it had the happy ending. Right. I love myself a happy ending. Why couldn't you just give Ben and Ray their happy, happy ending? ending? Why? I, I mean, so. I, get I know it. why. Yeah. Because it, she is the balance of the Force. Yes, she is. She's but. A- the balance could be, you know, Ben has always been kind of like the dark side of the force. Ray was the light side. They could have been the balance together. But because she's a Palpatine, she 
and she was capable of doing the force life. Well, that was a big spoiler, by the way. Ray is a Palpatine. Yeah. She's Palpatine's granddaughter. granddaughter. But, well, if you haven't seen the movie yet, go out and see it. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's a little it's, late. So I kind of want to wait a little, a little longer, late. too, because yeah. we uh, wanted everybody to see it before we but, talked about it. you know, she's able to do some of the more dark side powerful things, so she embodies that balance. She's chosen the name Skywalker at the end of the movie. She's chosen to walk the light side instead of accepting her what kind of was her rightful place as a mm-hmm. Sith. And, you know, she's able to balance those two. So she embodies the complete balance of the Force. Yeah, she absolutely does. But still should have given me that, Ben. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, that, okay, said, hey. I, people are throwing a fit about this, but I will, I have to say that is one of the most beautiful kiss scenes I have seen in a movie in a long time. Just the, the pure love that those two showed for each other. Like right. when Ben walked up to Ray when she had died, before mm-hmm. he brought her back, just the fact that he couldn't look at her broke my right. heart because he couldn't da- uh, dare to see her dead, dead body. It was yeah. killing him. And then when he gave himself over to the Force to bring her back and put his life force into her, mm-hmm. and they had that kiss, I was like, man, that's beautiful. And then he fell down. I was like, God damn it, do not do this to me. And then he disappeared. I was right. Like, you son like, of oh, you bitches. Guys, come on. Like, ah, all right, I get it. I get it. I, yeah. I get that he gave his life to save her. It's the ultimate redemption that he could possibly have. Right. But Vader already gave his life. Why do we need Ben to give his life to? Like, I, you want it? Whatever. I'm. A, it is what it is. I'm gonna roll with it. Right. If you do sequels where Ray and Finn and Poe are all part of it, you better give me some goddamn Kylo Ren or Ben Solo <laughs> Force Ghost time. Yeah. You screwed me out of some Luke Skywalker Force Ghost time. Give me some Ben. Yeah, I agree. You, you can't get rid of Adam Driver like that though, man. He just he's such a good actor. He killed it as Kylo Ren. He did. He did a good job. They all did good, though. Very good job. Now, I, I do have to give major, major kudos to Abrams. Like, absolutely immense kudos for how they handled Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So, for those oh, of you man. who don't know, obviously Carrie Fisher died in 2016, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, I believe I so. Right so, before yeah. Last Jedi came out, she had passed. She Correct. had a heart attack. Last Jedi was released posthumously. She had completed filming. They couldn't just kill her off screen for Rise of Skywalker. Right. Because the whole uh, big point of the original story for this movie before Abrams got to it was uh, it was supposed to be Carrie Fisher's big movie for her. Right. You know, Luke had his in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ford had his in Force Awakens. This was supposed to be hers. Mm. And what they did with it, they kind of gave her that with what they had and how they did it. I could see it when I was watching it because I knew how they did it for other people. Like my wife, she had no idea how they did it. Right. So she got to enjoy it for what it was. She just thought it was part of the movie. But what they did was they pulled archive footage Footage. from force awakens and last Jedi and made it work for their story. Now, knowing that you could go back and watch it and be like, okay, this is why Carrie Fisher's not answering certain part of this dialogue. Dialogue. Just kind of ends. Right. It, It just like abrupt. The fact that they were able to do that is just truly amazing to give her a really oh, good send off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she, great scenes for what she was in. And the fact that, you know, they had Leia pass to kind of like send out a, a, a tremor through the force to Kylo, Kylo to kind of like get him to stop. Yeah. And then she waited to join the force until her son passed as well. Exactly. It was just beautifully done. And I, I have to say that was some of the best de-aging I have seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. When they showed Luke and Leia training, right, that was it, that was very good. They they nailed young very Mark good. Hamill and young Carrie Fisher, yes, even did. though it was very brief. Right, they did it. I I would never have known 
that wasn't filmed back in the day. Right. Compared to how it is. It was like, damn, they did killer with it. Yeah. But it was just, they did a beautiful job with Carrie Fisher. Very tasteful. Very well done. Yeah. Kudos to them. Hardcore. As a whole, the movie was, to me, it was good. Like, I get people are going to complain. I get people are going to be gripey about it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. It was It was really entertaining. It was, like I said, visually stunning. The story, you know, like you said, it gave you points where you were like, holy crap moments. And then, you know, you sat back and go, oh, okay, that's a relief. Or, you know, it gave you the greatest fan service. Now, the only thing about the end, too, about the big fight scene, aerial battle. Would have never thought that Poe would have almost given up like that. I thought he would have just, you know, hey, well, we got to fight. We're going to just keep going and keep fighting. To be fair to Poe, though, they've been through some shit. Oh, like, yeah, they did. He, he lost his friend in that battle. Yeah. Uh, you know, The Last Jedi was a huge dinger to him, even though he kind of like seemed like he got mm-hmm. a little bit of an understanding towards the end of The Last Jedi. Right. He still hadn't, I mean, becoming a leader is a hard thing. Hard thing, It yeah. really is. And no you doubt. either understand it or you just don't. And it's something, if you're learning it, it's hard to learn. Right. And... He came to terms with it in the Rise of Skywalker, only after he got through his darkest moment, which was when they yes. thought it, they were dying. And then everybody showed up, and that was a great fan service moment. Oh, it was. You, you had the Falcon leading the charge with Lando and the ship, yeah. which was awesome. Fuck, I love the fact that Lando was back. I wish he had yeah. more screen time. I did. But too. the fact that they brought him back, Billy D. Williams, man, still got that charm. charm. Man. He's got that charm. And you had the ghost in there from Rebels, which was yes. really cool. I was stoked to see that. A little fun side note. They are doing a sequel series to Rebels. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm really excited for that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Rebels. And, and that, that also brings up a point in when Rey hears all the past Jedi. I mean, obviously you had Anakin. Mm-hmm. You had a few, like, not so well-known Jedi. Like, just kind of throwaway right. ones. You had uh, Sam Jackson, back as Mace Windu. Right. You had Yoda. You had Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor doing Obi-Wan thing. This is, the, right. this is your last steps. You had Caden. From Rebels. Rebels, yeah. yeah. It's Freddie Prince Jr., Jr. which was yeah. cool shit, because yeah. well, having watched Rebels, Kane became one of my favorite characters. Right. Like, he was awesome. That yeah. was great performance by Freddie Prince Jr., and it was just an amazing character. And I thought those characters were OP in that show, but the goddamn were Rey and Ooh. Kylo, like, way Man, overpowered. Crazy. Like, they were doing just some shit crazy. I've always wanted yes. to see in a Star Wars movie. I was just bewildered the whole time. Like, when they were fighting on the Death Star, the Death Star remnants, and yeah. they were force jumping. Force jumping. Yeah. You'd never seen somebody jump that, that far <laughs> like that. It was like, they <laughs> were like insane. Superman in this shit. Exactly. It was wild. It was, there was so, 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 so much fan service. But one of the things that cracked me up the most, and you and I talked about this, and we both had a good giggle over it. Stormtrooper's armor is notoriously weak against blaster bolts. Right. And then in this movie, they had a stormtrooper getting ready to corner Ray and them, and all of a sudden, a fucking arrow she goes, goes through this guy's, guy's eye, socket. eye socket. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that armor even good for then? You can't stop the bloody arrow. What oh the hell? Gosh, right. <laughs> it's just That's like, insane. okay, whatever. These guys are just paper people at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, just you guys up. don't mean anything. Oh, it was useless. Those Sith Troopers were cool looking. Those I wish we were got awesome. more of them. Was, uh, the Knights of Ren were fantastic. They were cool. I wish we could have mm-hmm. got more of a backstory. I feel like this series, this trilogy had a lot of interesting prospects. And they skipped some of they the best skipped, stuff they could. Like yeah. The Knights of Ren were set up in the first one as yeah, kind of this cool thing. And they threw them all just... Today. Hey, here you go. Oh, that was, the Knights of Ren right here. Yeah, right but here. that fight scene 
with him, oh. him and uh, them and Ben. When yeah. Ben pulled the lightsaber through the force from Ray, I'll tell you what, awesome. they really brought that force connection to the next level. Yeah, they but did. When, she, when he pulled the lights, Anakin's lightsaber out, and, well, Luke's lightsaber, Luke's too. Lightsaber. When he pulled it out and just kind of like shrugged at them yeah. and then started like, whooping the on. shit out of them, I was like, man, that was that was badass. Yeah. Like That was a cool Ben Solo moment that I thoroughly enjoyed. That movie, yeah, it was good to give him that ending, you yes. know, and the ability to say, hey, you know what, I kind of created you guys, let's, Well, let's take you out. According to the comics, they were a group Before already that him. the strongest led, and Ben just kind of won his way as their leader. Ah, okay. So, it, they're not really his Seth, group, or gotcha. Seth group or anything, they're just kind of their own little subgroup, but that's just part of like the side history. I feel like they're going to be doing a lot of damage control hmm. in the books, and the comic books to kind of like connect all the pieces you gonna do the red some retcon or uh maybe not retconning but like try to connect the pieces yeah a little bit of retconning to kind of connect the pieces okay. to make it make more fluid sense right. between all of it. Got it but another missed opportunity i feel was in the last jedi was captain phasma yeah they could have done so much so more with her much more. i believe that too but they've always done that before i mean boba fett one of the greatest star wars characters ever really didn't have much to do no i mean he he followed the Millennium Falcon around in Empire and then took Han Solo after he'd been frozen in Carbonite. And then in and Return of the Jedi, he kind of went out quickly. <laughs> yeah. These characters are cool looking and they have that appeal. And the toys and the comic books and the books are what really sell those characters. Yes. So I think that's what they're best known for at this point. So I hope they give Captain Phasma some kind of justice down the line. I hope so lines. too. Because, I mean, you know, one one of the coolest looking armors oh, yeah. we've seen on a Stormtrooper you know, or, or Trooper. And two, a great character. Yes. You know, tough as nails, female character. Yeah, yeah. What was really cool, too, was the fact that Finn ended up being Force-sensitive. Right. Like, it was very, it was hinted at, kind of in The Force Awakens, like, how is he going up against Kylo Ren, lightsaber to lightsaber? Yes. Like, and this dude's supposed to be a badass. badass. Yeah. And this, this nobody, this Well, that's trooper. what the whole, you know, the joke was. Yeah. <laughs> Behind yeah. The Force Awakens was like... Dude, you're you've been trained in this for yeah. so many years. What's the problem here? Getting whooped by but people then who are just Ray just came starting. in and whooped his yeah, ass. But exactly. she at least she had a reason. She I mean ultimately yeah. she was a palpatine, but she was super strong in the force. Correct. This movie really pushed it that Finn was force sensitive. Yeah. I mean when Ray died, he stopped and was like Ray. Right. Like you yeah. knew right then there, okay, this fucker is really force sensitive. Exactly. Like, and at the point where they were going down the quicksand, JJ Abrams even came out and said he wasn't gonna tell her that he loved her. He, he wanted to tell her that he was Force-sensitive. Correct. Which I feel that you didn't really get much of that from The Last Jedi. Like, you didn't get no. that feeling that he was no, really no, no, Force-sensitive. No. You just thought he was a normal Stormtrooper, which was cool. I'm also cool with him being possibly a Jedi down the line, too. Correct. That would be really I cool. I agree. That would be neat. I think a lesson learned for this trilogy that they should have known but kind of didn't was originally they hired Abrams to do The Force Awakens, Rian Johnson to do The Last Jedi, and then Colin Trevorrow to do Rise of Skywalker, which I don't even know if it was going to be called that at the time. It was going to be called something else. But they did not have a thorough line of story documented out that these guys could follow they just kind of mm. left them to their own whims it seemed it's like okay here's what came before go write what go you with, need to write yeah. here's what this guy's doing go write what you're gonna write the reason that your other trilogies work so well connected story-wise is because lucas was the mastermind yeah, behind the, the whole thing yes went went together and it was cool having abrams as the front the front and back bookends of the trilogy but i feel that if he would have been able to do the whole thing he would have oh. done things a lot differently and we would have got a totally different trilogy and that's not to say I didn't want to see The Last Jedi as it is, because I truly love The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. But I feel if you would have stuck with one person or one screenwriter through the whole thing, 
this would have gone a whole lot more sensible. Lot more and that's just less to learn for whatever you do next, Disney, with Star Wars. Yeah, a cohesive uh, flow through all the movies. Instead of feeling like, yeah, it's a trilogy, but they're three separate. They're three, it's three distinct, you know, distinct movies. movies. Which, to be fair, New Hope, Empire, and Return of Jedi kind of feel as three distinct movies because they had three different directors. But the difference is, is you had Lucas writing yeah, all three of them. Oh. He was the mastermind behind exactly. the whole thing. And then the original, or the prequel trilogy felt the same because Lucas directed all three mm-hmm. and wrote all three. Be my guest. You, you, you got, you're the creator and the godfather of this whole thing. You can sure. do whatever the hell you want. And I'm right. behind it. So I, I think that's kind of where they stumbled. They right. kind of just left them to their devices and this is what you get. Kind of a hodgepodge put together. Right. Also, if you're going to commit to a story and let the person make that story... Commit to it to the second, the next part of the story as well. Like, don't right. just try to start changing shit just to change or let characters fall away that could have been something better or more. I'd, I'd be curious if we ever find out there are alternate dimensions. If there is an alternate dimension out there that has a, <laughs> a, a sequel trilogy just completely directed by J.J. Abrams, yeah. how that looks. That'd be great. But it was an enjoyable movie. I really liked how it ended. I was sad that one missed opportunity I really did see that bugged me. Was when Luke and Leia showed up as Force Ghosts when Rey said, My name is Rey Skywalker, and she buried their lightsabers. Why was it just Luke and Leia? Why not yeah. Ben? Why Anakin. not Anakin? Why not Obi Wan? I mean, Why not Yoda? Why not all of them? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, they were constantly saying, You have the, the power of all, all the Jedi, the Jedi yeah. with you. It's, I would have liked to have seen. Just the myriad of Jedi yeah. right there show up. Yeah. It would have been cool. It would have been, been a cool great, well. iconic moment. Yeah. And I, I, I thinking back on it, I'm sure Abrams is thinking, God, I had a lot of missed opportunities. But I feel mm-hmm. like he was rushed because he was kind of yes. ladded last minute. Hey, you really need to do this for us. And rushed he came in and, tried and to do handcuffed it. in some ways. Yeah. Handcuffed by the fans. Handcuffed by, hey, you can't screw this up. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Just, I mean, come And on. he did what he could and as it is, it's an enjoyable movie. If right. you just turn off your brain and don't overthink, it's a Star Wars movie. You're right. not meant to get too deep into this. It's exactly. not, you know, your Inception or your Interstellar where you're right. meant to really think about it. It's just a Star Wars movie. Now, it's always got the philosophical debates in it about yeah. light and dark, but it's not something that you haven't seen the past eight movies. Right. You know, it's you're not meant to read that too deep in it. And the fact that people are is just mind-boggling to me. But whatever. Right. It's neither here nor there. I feel that he had some missed opportunities. But one of my stupidest ones I feel is a missed opportunity. But that's just me. And I think it's funny as hell. Every time, you know, I watch episode three when I hear Mace Windu or see Miss Windu getting shocked by the Force Lightning. And then I went and saw Rise of Skywalker and see her pushing that Force Lightning back after he just spoke to her. All I can hear in my head is, unlimited power, motherfucker. Like, yeah. it's all I can hear Sam Jackson saying. And I just, I giggled through that scene even though it was a cool scene to watch. Yeah. That's all I could think of. Right. Fucking Sam Jackson, man. He is, he is a trip. I bet you po- our Finn's going to have some kind of purple lightsaber. Is it a black guy thing, Mark? Is that what it is? I don't know. I, you know. I do like purple. Yeah, purple's a cool color. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great color. <laughs> Fair deal. It's not, you know, green and blue and Hey, she had a yellow red. lightsaber. Ray had, had a yellow lightsaber, lightsaber at the end, end which yeah. was really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So I was I was happy they changed her color. People are like, Why yellow? Why not yellow? Yeah. Like, well, who cares? Mm-hmm. Though the one thing I will say is I wish she would have had that I don't understand why they felt she felt the need just to go rebuild 
Luke's lightsaber. Why didn't she just make her own from her the get go? Yeah, why did she need the... Luke's? Exactly. The fact that Leia's lightsaber came into play was really cool. Mm, that was. Cool. But why did you need Luke and Anakin's guy uh, lightsaber back? Why couldn't right. you just made your own like Luke did in Return of the Jedi? It would have mm-hmm. been too much like Return of the Jedi. Fuck it, you committed to it on the other movies. Why yeah, not this did. one? It was a cool little nod at the end, but will we ever see her use it? Probably not. But I also thought it was a missed opportunity in Last Jedi when you saw the force ghost of Luke or force projection of Luke using the blue lightsaber mm-hmm. when he should have been using his green, green lightsaber. One. Yeah. So, you exactly. know, that lightsaber he had only used really one or two times. And then he made his he own. He made his own and used it yeah. for most of his life. Yeah. Why didn't he just use that in his force projection? Right. Yet again, just nitpicky mm-hmm. Star Wars stuff. It was a good ending to a trilogy, a good ending to a saga. I don't think you could have done much more. Right. I mean, you were it was a rock and a hard place. How do you cap off a 42-year story? And it still remains to be seen if it's like the end. end. Well, I know that they talked about what they're doing next. And from the rumors I'm hearing, it's going to be a multimedia, kind of like Avenger style thing. Right. Where Star Wars, they're going to have multiple Star Wars movies and then they kind of all connect. Yeah. But it's going to take place four to five hundred years in the past. Oh, great. And the High Republic era, which will be really cool because maybe we'll get to see a young Yoda. That'd be sweet. That would be dope. I'm down for that. That'd be awesome. So I'm really curious to see where they go next with it, but I'm also kind of sad because I could watch another movie with Daisy Ridley and Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac and John Boyega, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I feel that Kelly Marie Tran really got screwed in this movie. Yeah. She, she Very was, re- she was a highlight of Last Jedi for me. Yeah. She did a really good job. People were just mean assholes that you know, were just rude to her online. For what reasons? I, I don't know. I couldn't fathom yeah, I myself. It's like you said, they're very toxic fan base. And she yeah. got like, I think, ultimately, she ended up getting like nine minutes of screen time when it was all yeah. said and done or something like that. It was a very, very short. obscene low yeah. number. Maybe 15 minutes is what the number I read was. Just too little of a number, man. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It also sucks because uh, Chris Terrio wrote the script for this movie with J.J. Abrams. Do you know who Chris Terrio is, Mark? I do not. He wrote some movies with uh, Ben Affleck. I think he believed... Uh, Dogma? Not, no, not... Dogma? No, he didn't. That's uh, Kevin Smith. Okay, he, yeah. He wrote Argo. Okay. He wrote Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Jeez. and Justice League. Okay. All, the last three movies he did, being Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Rise of Skywalker, I'm sure he had a killer script for each one of them, but because of the way scripts are rewritten and the way things are getting cut down to shorter lengths, especially Justice League and Batman v Superman, and even Rise of Skywalker... His story is getting butchered. Yeah. Because Batman v Superman, like we talked about, was an amazing movie, especially the extended cut. Okay, let me rephrase. Batman v Superman was a decent movie. The extended R cut was way better because it had a a solid flow line at that point. It was a great story when it was all said and done together. Justice League was good, and I'm really curious to see what the original script looked like by him and Zack Snyder before Whedon got his hands on it and redid most of the movie. Right. I'm also curious to see what the original script for Rise of Skywalker looked like before they had to make cuts for time constraints, which, yet again, why you decided that it needed to be two hours and 20 minutes when most, almost all Star Wars fans would have been content and happy to sit there for three three hours and 15 minutes, however long, to see a, a solid ending to their saga is beyond me. I mean, what, what were they thinking on that part? Right. I don't know. Because Endgame was long. But Endgame it was long, quick. but it had a flow. Yeah. And it was, you know, it did feel quick because the movie had continuity. Yeah. 
you know, it wasn't choppy. They didn't sit back and say, okay, we're just going to try to stuff this in here and we didn't have the continuity of the a director. We didn't have the continuity from the studio. We didn't have the, you know, yeah. the ideas. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that Marvel does so well is they don't have the continuity of directors except for a few here and there. Right. But they have the continuity of this is your story. This yeah. is the beat you need to hit. Mm-hmm. You're free to do whatever you want within that beat, within these beats. But you gotta hit these beats. Yeah, it's like a drummer. You absolutely have to land back on the eight, buddy. And that—that's the thing I wish they would have taken a page out of Feige's book for. Was Endgame was the end of that in the Infinity Saga, the end of that storyline. Right. But they still left it open for certain things. But they gave you a fruitful like if it was just to end there, that's okay because most of the characters had nice tie tying arc, tied up arcs. Right. The ones that we had all come to love. Now, obviously, yeah. they had. Some new ones that had just been introduced that had to finish up their story arcs. But, you know, it could have ended. It had been okay. This one, I feel that they felt, oh, we absolutely have to tie, to tie this up. Tie everything up, yeah. It's like, it no, you could leave some of this, some open, of this open for open. me. Like, I'm yeah. okay with that. They did cut a lot of stuff. Because, like, the one big one I remember was the the girl that they met on the planet. I forget her name. On the planet where the Death Star stuff was. The, right. She was a former stormtrooper. Exactly. That yeah. was supposed to be Lando's daughter. Okay. And... It, they kind of hinted at it at the end, but didn't. Well, that was kind of creepy the way they edited that, where Lando's like, well, let's go look. And it's like, why the hell is this 78 year old man all of a sudden <laughs> coming up to this girl saying, yeah, let's go on an adventure? adventure like, dude, yeah. like, you're a pimp and all, but <laughs> slow your roll, bro. That's funny. So, okay, Mike, I feel like we've talked about it quite a bit. What would you give it on a 10 scale? Oh, the ratings. Yeah. Uh, I'm, honestly, I. I give it a seven nine. That's fair. Seven nine. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it about an eight eight two. Like okay. it was. It was a good movie. I feel mm-hmm. like it's getting a lot more hate than it should. Right. You know what do you expect at this point? You know, I thoroughly enjoyed Ian McDormand's uh, performance as Palpatine. It was amazing. Yes, it was great. The the story was good. I feel it was a little rushed. The visuals, bar none. That was bar absolute none. When he shot his force lightning up into the sky. Oh yeah, Oof, the force never, lightning yeah, tree. That was it's like, dude, you'll, it's, that was visually stunning. Another kind of hole there, but you know, it's like you're that powerful. Come on. Well, he did. Okay, well, he. You saw what Ray and Ren were doing, or Ben yeah. were doing throughout most. Of well, the no, movie. what I'm saying is you're that powerful, and you were allowed this. Uh, his ego basically allowed him to get killed. Well, which if, is I, really if I had to motive. guess, because the way he ended in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. he did say he has all the Sith in him. So maybe yeah. he got possessed at that point in time through whatever means he made to survive that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got all the Sith power through him, funneling through him. And right. the, he's like a just a funnel for Conduit, all that. So he yeah. was able to use it all. I do have one fan theory of my own that I want to tell you okay. for this movie. When... Ben brought her back to life. He held her stomach mm-hmm. and put his life through her to bring her back. What if he impregnated her with the Force in oh, his own life? That's crazy. They had a, they have a kid together. I feel like that would be that would be crazy. Really cool. That yeah. would be pretty cool. I actually told somebody that the other when I saw the movie, and they got back to me like a week later and like, you know what? You may have something there. Might be. You may have something Might there. I was right. like, oh, that'd be really cool if they. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Brought to you by Kendrick, yeah. <laughs> King of the Star Wars. Shit, I wish. I actually, I'm taking back that one because I do not want to hear back about mm-hmm. bullshit. You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I want to go see it again. Yeah. I was happy that our one date night without our son, we got to go see that movie. 
that was that was fun for us. We got to yeah, really enjoy it. I really do hope they come out with an extended cut, though. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, any closing thoughts, Mark? Anything you want to add? Overall, I hope that they do continue it. I hope that this was a pseudo ending and not a you know a definite ending. I know they're gonna you know do some offshoots and things like that, but I really would like to see the continued story of Ray and you know Poe and oh yeah, absolutely know, all those guys. Well, so. this is one thing I didn't bring up, and this is my closing thoughts. This yeah. movie also made me cry a few times. It made me cry when the opening song got played because my uncle was a huge Star Wars fan. My right. uncle that my son's named after, and. Anytime I go to see a Star Wars movie and I hear the opening music, it always makes me cry. Because he took me to go see Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. which was which we thought at the time was going to be the last Star Wars movie. Right. And so anytime I go see I get very emotional. When Chewie broke down when he found out Leia passed, right. that was heart-wrenching. Yeah, Just, yeah. ooh, hit you right in the feels. And then when Ben died, and when Ben thought Ray died, or Ben saw Ray dead. like All, all that, tough moments. That, yeah. Those were tough moments that were really hitting me in the feels right here. Just right. killing me. Oh, Carrie Russell did a good job too. Yeah, just kind of short, she but did. it was it was good. Yeah, feel it was a missed opportunity to make Finn and Poe gay though. That would have been cool. They had really good chemistry <laughs> with each other. But yeah, we enjoyed it. So uh, I've been Kendrick, and I'm Mark, and this has been Movies in Black and White. Hope you enjoyed it.